Howdy, partners. Welcome back to another episode. We are here with myself and Ben. We're going to be talking about outreach to net new partners. We went through how to build your ideal partner profile and the implications of building that, you know, where you can use that. And today is one of those episodes where we're going to dive deep into one of those topics and give you that step-by-step -step on how you actually do that outreach. And Ben is an expert at this, built many programs, and he's in the thick of it right now. So he'll be able to share his own relevant experience right now today. So Ben, thanks for joining. And yeah. I'm excited to dive into this one. I think this is one that a lot of people get wrong. So excited for your wisdom. Yeah, and we should probably mention there's a there's a there's a missing person. So Tom Tom obviously is with us today. So probably a good call out. You are used to to three people, and there's two. But I think uh, we'll still be able to provide some some value today. So yeah, I think in in previous episodes you've listened to us talk through ideal partner profile, which again as a recap is what does my ideal partner look like, right? And, and we dug into that a little bit in in other episodes. So once you've got that partner profile, what comes next, right? Like you've, you've developed this list, you've developed this, this profile. What are the next steps that you need to take to actually start to acquire partners? Because if you haven't got any partners, then you can't drive any revenue. Um, so, so it's a critical part of, of the whole piece. So I'm going to cover a couple of topics. I think firstly, how to what tools really to, 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 to actually go and go and start or, or create that outreach. So I'll run through a little bit of a, a recipe that I use and some tools that I find to be useful. And then secondarily, like what does an outreach message look like? So once you've used those tools, you've got the contact information, what kind of stuff would I include in an outreach message? And then finally, if you book that meeting, what, what are my tips to, to kind of do before you jump on that call to make sure that the call that you have is going to deliver um, is going to deliver value. So to start from the very beginning, got your ideal partner profile, you figured out like a, a certain type of company. And again, I, I like to use real life examples to really kind of map that out. Um, so for me, I think it, the key kind of profile that I'm looking like looking at, at the moment and, and what I'll use as an example, marketing agencies, right? As, as a type of channel partner, marketing agencies is one that we're going to explore in real depth at Help Scout. Um, and specifically HubSpot marketing agencies, right? So you niche down, you really get kind of tight with, with that partner profile. So HubSpot marketing agencies, how would I go about figuring out or finding partner contacts to jump on calls and then establish partnerships with? Well, firstly, with the HubSpot ecosystem, as you're probably aware, Will, they actually advertise their partners a ton. One of the benefits of being in a HubSpot Diamond partner is you're listed on their website so people can find you and, and it drives revenue your way. So I take that list of HubSpot app partners, uh, HubSpot marketing agencies, sorry, that, that exist. Um, I would then pull that name, stick it into LinkedIn, um, and I use Sales Navigator. Probably like, in my opinion, one of the most impactful and effective tools that you can use. You can find everything with Sales Navigator, right? You can find chief revenue officers, you can find head of partnerships just by putting in a few simple keywords. So find the name, first of all, Use Sales Navigator, navigate to that person specifically that you want to go after. And again, for marketing agencies, oftentimes they'll have a director of partnerships that's going to own that relationship. So that'd be number one. Outside of that, if they're smaller, maybe even the owner of the agency or like a revenue or growth officer would be my other kind of two key contacts that I'd be looking at. 
What? Yeah. Hey, yeah and Karen, what are you I'll, in I'll just hop in there and say that, um, yeah, those agencies, they don't always have that dedicated partnerships person. So like you mentioned, focusing on revenue yeah. or the way that you can think about it when you're doing that outreach is who is doing the strategic thinking for the business. And so that's where that revenue leader comes in or, or the owner, depending on their size, because they will better understand how the partnership can help their business scale, both from a an exposure perspective, but also like the service development and all of that. And they're likely going to be one of the ones that will sign off on that kind of thing on, hey, let's build a new service. Um, it'll come from that person. So uh, the way you can think about it is who deals with strategic revenue decisions, essentially. Yeah, and, and even like to your point there, like even a business development person sometimes is the one that's bitten because they understand the value of partnerships as a driver for eventual revenue. So even on the real base level, like I would suggest to all's point, anybody that's own that's earning the growth or revenue that's tied to a marketing agency would be a good person to uh, to reach out to. So so yeah, once you've navigated and you found and, and you can even do it with a couple of contacts sometimes to all's point, if you're not entirely sure who would own partnerships, I would I would actually navigate to a couple of profiles. And then there's other tools in the market, but for me, the easiest tool to actually get an email address of those people um, is Apollo. Uh, Apollo.io, uh, they offer free accounts, so even if you want to try it out, we're not sponsored by them, maybe in the future, but Apollo.io, great tool to pull, um, pull key contact information. Um, and then from there, what you have is you figured out, okay, marketing agency, you figured out this is the person that's going to care about partnerships. And then finally, you have that, um, you have that email address. When you've got your email address, I would also um, advise putting it in some type of sequencing or tracking tool, because uh, I think if you do it individually from Gmail, it can get you can kind of get lost. You don't know who's opened it, all that kind of stuff. So you've got the contact information, stick it into outreach, um, and then you're kind of ready to to do to do outbound, I guess. Uh, well, any I, I guess you do the same kind of thing. Anything that differs from your process and how you'd you'd identify and then and then actually gather that contact information. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I would go about it. I, I like Lucia. They also have a, a free uh, system that where you can grab contacts. Uh, ultimately, it doesn't matter as if you're using, you know, a relatively popular one, probably got good contacts. So um, I would say that's the, the best process, especially going on LinkedIn, because you'll probably get a feel for, does this person, you know, post on LinkedIn? You can think, that will be a part of my strategy when I'm doing outreach, which is going to be the next piece that we talk about. Um, but getting that perspective after you do that research will be good because um, maybe their company is very active on social and that can be an important part of your strategy, especially when you're starting to to target if you're doing engagement and whatnot. So I love that piece. Uh, definitely a part of the process for sure. Yeah, cool. So we've got the email, you've used whatever tools you, you want to use, whatever your preferences or whatever your organization has. So, so now you get to the point of, okay, we've got the email address, we put it into our tool of choice. Now we're going to craft that message. And ultimately our end goal here is to book a call, right? Because I think there's only so much value that you can that you can pass on via email. So really the, the, the key goal of this email is somebody to open it and want to book a call with you to learn more. So again, I think for me, and I think we're aligned with this, Will, but really your message should be all about the partner. Meaning that what you're not going to write is a message that talks, Help Scout does this. This is what we do at Help Scout. You want to make it about the partner in the way that you talk about their business, how you understand their business, 
but then how Help Scout could ultimately benefit their business and, and actually bring them revenue and value. So for me, those are the key things that I'm putting in or thinking about when I'm starting that, uh, that outreach email is how can I convey that my solution is ultimately going to make your marketing agency better, right? Like that is for me the central underpinning. Um, and again, well, I, I'll kick it back to you because I know you're, 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 you're pretty kind of strong on this, uh, this point of providing value. But does that kind of sound right to you? Anything else you'd add in? Yeah, I like I like the the core focus of it being on them first and the value you can bring to their business, which will inevitably be through the clients that they serve as well. And the biggest challenge that a lot of especially tech partners face when reaching out to agency partners is they don't really understand the business model. And so once you've developed that IPP and you're using that to inform your outreach and of course who you're targeting, you'll inevitably have a much better understanding of how those businesses work and what that value actually is. And so that's why naturally IPP development first, getting into the outreach and building that message. And essentially you want to think of it as if you were to say this message that you're writing to a person in person, you know, you got a networking event or a conference. Would it sound weird if you were to talk about your business only and say, hey, do you want to go, you know, sit down and talk for 50 minutes? Probably. And it wouldn't be very interesting either. It wouldn't really spark the, oh, yeah, wow, let's, I want to hear what this person has to say or I want to read it. Um, instead, if you say a very compelling, you know, opening line that focuses on their business and what they get out of engaging further with you, then it's, it's like, okay, well, I, I do want to learn more because I can clearly understand how this is going to benefit my business, even if it's at a high level, because I care about my business, not about anyone else's. And so if you translate that value into my mind very simply, then it'll be much easier to then, of course, book a call or take them to that next step. So uh, love love the core focus that you have there. Yeah, and I think it's an important point to mention, Will, and you, you kind of called it out there is like, the, the agency world is is different to the tech world in the way that they do business and the way they go to market. So your point there about part of the message needs to to almost teach them about like why the hell are you reaching out, right? Like and, and, and offer some understanding I think is I think is spot on there. Um and, and one that actually like I probably need to do more of is is explaining how we differ because when you're partnering with a tech company they get it, right? They've done this before. They've done it with other tech partners, or it's a very well-known go-to-market strategy. With agencies, it's not as well-known. Not a lot of agencies do this do this well at the moment. They're starting to, but 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 not all uh, all do it well. So yeah, I agree. I think I think the education piece is is critical, and, and that was a that was a good uh, a good call out there. So again, real life example. I'll give you an example of uh, you know, and let's just call it HubSpot agency Y or X. What I didn't. What I do first of all is congratulate them on being a diamond partner, right? Um, so congratulations, congratulations to you on making diamond partner status with HubSpot. That's great, right? For phenomenal, however you want to word it. I then kind of drop in how we also relate to HubSpot at Help Scout in a way, right? We're one of the top app partners in the HubSpot ecosystem, and we've got thousands of customers that integrate our help desk solution with HubSpot. Okay, so you're dropping into your point a little bit of education as to why the hell I'm reaching out to her. I'm not just reaching out to, to this marketing agency just to talk about their diamond partner status. The second piece is then the hook or the carrot, I would say, and drawing it all together. 
because of both of our both of our connections to HubSpot, it probably means we've got some customer overlap. Again, relaying it to something that they can they can I don't know relate to, right? So we've got joint customers, which is a great uh, a great sign. And then drop in what they'd get out of partnering with Help Scout. So something around hey, we partner with agencies like yours from a referral basis in addition to co-marketing to drive revenue both ways. So all about the bi-directional lead flow um, or, or, or value flow, I guess, um, and then just worth a chat. So I think in that message, what you've got is a little bit that you understand their agency and you're calling out the, the great point about it. It's a diamond partner. Second bit about why I'm reaching out, why Help Scout correlates to your agency. And then thirdly, the value statement. Here is what I'd like to give you through a partnership. Um, any other things that you drop in there, Will, or, or, or do you kind of agree with that being a good, a good first, first yeah. message? That, uh, that structure is good. I would say this is more of a bonus because you know what you described is the fundamentals. And if you want to try and take it that step further, you do have to get creative with this, but try and give them something. And that give can be a variety of things, um, but it could be as simple as, and this would be at the start of your email, was wondering if I could quote you in this blog. And the reason for that yeah. is because you get them exposure. It might not be, you know, massive SEO benefits. It's not going to send them a bunch of business, but it's still that tiny little give that makes them think, okay, I'm important enough for this person to want, you know, my input on this topic. So if you can layer that in, then that'll help with getting the email open, bringing a bit of delight, and then also giving that small little piece to them, even if they don't do anything, you know, even if they don't have a call, maybe they say, yeah, sure, don't have time for a call, but would love to, you know, be quoted on your blog, then, you know, you get a diverse perspective for your content, and they get, you know, a little bit extra, which may pay dividends in the future. So that again, that's more of a bonus, try and layer that in wherever you can and try and be creative with it. But even something as simple as I want, you know, 10 words on this topic, uh, what are your thoughts, that could be something that delights them and, and helps you stand out. Because you know, if everyone's saying, this is my program, and this is why we're great, um, and you know, doesn't focus on the, the partner themselves, then it won't be as compelling. And so when you bring that in, then it will be more compelling because you're standing out from the crowd. Yeah, fair. Yeah, giving them, giving them something uh, immediately is always is always great, right? I think um, we've had an example recently where I had somebody reach out for a marketing agency and we, at Help Scout Transparently, have only just started to turn our attention to marketing agencies, so we haven't got any signed, but we were in conversations with a marketing agency and I gave them a lead before we even signed a partnership, right? Nice. Which is like, I mean, amazing, right? Great way, yeah. to, great way to kick off a, uh, a partnership. So I think final part here, just to conclude um, outreach is, okay, you've written a phenomenal, um, phenomenal piece of, uh, of an email or, or outreach content um, and somebody at the marketing agency has responded and is like, well, love the message. Yes, this makes total sense. Let's jump on a call. And you set the time, you use Calendly, other uh, other tools exist, but Calendly, again, sponsorship, if you want to you wanna chuck something in the <laughs> ring. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so you've, uh, you've got a call booked. What do you do before the call to, again, make yourself stand out, right? Like table stakes here are, you know the program, you're gonna present the program, Phenomenal, right? Like that, that's table stakes. That's what you should be prepared to do. But what, in addition, can you do to really stand out from the crowd and have that agency person leave the call thinking this will be a phenomenal partner for us, right? Again, well, you brought up the point. They're probably being courted by the tech companies. Like this is starting to become a channel for 
for a lot of different tech companies now. Um, but how do you stand out? I think firstly, the, the thing that I would really do is, is dig into their website, figure out what services they offer, dig into a few case studies and, and kind of learn a few of those, not off by heart, but in, but in enough, enough depth where you can call them out. Like, oh, I saw the work you did with X customer, right? Like that was cool. Um, maybe it was a HubSpot piece, dig into the HubSpot connection like we talked about before. But really showing them that you, they, that you understand the business. Um, and then the other piece that I like to talk through is just partnerships holistically. So actually figuring out what do you do for partnerships? What have been the best partners for you and what do they do? Alternatively, what struggles are you having with the partnership program? I like to become on those calls the trusted advisor and give advice to them about how to do partnerships. Um, and it happened the other day where somebody was asking me like, we did a lunch and learn and it got got things going, but then it kind of went dead. What would you recommend in future? So we're not actually talking about help scout and our partnership. We're just talking about partnerships all up, right? And and I think as a as like a semi-expert, I would say in the space, they, they really appreciate just that like knowledge sharing and it gets the uh, gets the partnership kicked off on the on the right foot. So those are a few tips, uh, I guess, for for preparation. And then when you're on the call, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd add in there, Will, but but those are the ones that I like from from us. Yeah, that um, that I was actually thinking about that today, where uh, a lot of organizations, you know, even if they seem very established, you know, they have a nice website and you know hundreds of employees, that doesn't necessarily mean that their partner program is amazing. Uh, it could be brand new, even it could be that it's you know the person is three months in and you're on a call with them. And so the business advice or the business guidance, when you take on that approach, especially with the persona that you'll be reaching out to, again, whether it's a specific partnerships person or if it's someone who is in more of a strategic role for revenue, if you're able to you know, get the gears turning for them on the possibilities of how their business can grow further, that is invaluable. Uh, it is free consulting, essentially. And this is perhaps why partnerships people are typically very entrepreneurial in spirit. They're thinking through these ways uh, creatively, how businesses can grow together. And so if you're displaying that, it's both helpful for that other business, but it also shows that A, you understand their business, and B, you're actively working to figure out how the business can work better with this type of partner. And so uh, using the agency example, it's perhaps even more true, especially if they're a smaller agency where maybe they haven't been in business that long and they do need that guidance. And so that amount of value, is, it has so many like uh, endpoints uh, in terms of the interaction and how beneficial it is that I mentioned where, you know, it's in general, you're giving, which is good for, you know, a lot of reciprocity and relationships, understanding their business and showing that you really believe in the, the partnership. So the way that you can do that again is using that ideal partner profile. Even if you just review that before entering into a call paired with those customer stories, what you'll then be able to do is have this North star of why are we actually talking? It's not for me to get leads and more revenue. Sure. That's a part of it, but Ultimately, the reason why we're talking and the reason I sent that message and the contents of that message was all about their business becoming better through this partnership. And so when you prepare yourself with that information, it's hard to go in and say, yeah, let's do some account mapping and see, you know, 
are there any leads you can give me? No, okay, there's no partnership here. Uh, because if you frame that entrance into the call with, oh, I got to get revenue, then you're going to come out of the call only focusing on that. And so, um, like you mentioned, that, that customer story review, I like that you called that out because that allows you to thread the needle as well. And by that, I mean, you know, maybe there's a customer who had a problem or, you know, fits the ICP that your company services where you could say, oh, that's interesting that you achieved these results. We can achieve these results. So let's brainstorm, you know, what the potential would be if we combine those two, what would that look like? And then that's when you can get into that creativity and that business strategizing with that individual. And uh, even as we're talking about it, uh, hopefully that sounds like, you know, if, if I was on the receiving end of that, wow, that would be a lot of value. That would be something that, you know, you would pay for. So uh, it's all about that mindset and the way you frame it. And the way that you do frame that is, again, review that IPP, look at those customer stories, and focus in on why are we actually entering this call uh, that will help for then having the execution be much more focused on the partnerships core uh, versus, you know, let's get some revenue. So uh, any other thoughts there, Ben, yeah. any other color to add? No, no, I, I guess just to, just to end with a recap again, and as always, we'll be following up with uh, with something tangible at the end of this call, probably some type of outreach guide or template or something that people can take away and, uh, and use, but yeah, recap wise, after an IPP, get yourself some tools that enable you to, to go out and actually capture information that you need to, to start, start outreach. Um, do outreach in a considerate way that provides value to the person you're reaching out to. And then pre and, and during the call, again, value. Offer the other person value. Don't just talk about revenue. Don't just talk about um, how you're gonna send us money but really form a partnership. So, so I guess that would just be my final kind of evaluation and, and, and recap of what we've uh, covered today. Mate. Awesome. I love it. And so coming out of today, our next episode is going to focus on how to run those calls and move them through to actually becoming a partner. And this will be, of course, focusing on, you know, qualifications, those discovery questions, and really making sure that you're a good fit because ideas can sound great to partners and you can get really excited about it, but you do need to look at some of the qualification metrics when you are vetting any kind of partner. So stay tuned for that. That'll come next week. And uh, that's another episode of Howdy Partners. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.